Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Saturday Night Popcorn. This is Jason. And this is Kai. We have a great discussion for you today. The movie of the day is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I uh, just want to give everyone a heads up, spoiler warning, we're going to maybe not go too in-depth into the movie, but we will discuss a good majority of what occurs in the movie. Yeah, and we also want to kind of give a, a general background of planes, trains, and automobiles. We use this Letterbox app. Uh, where we kind of like log the movies, we write reviews, we kind of give them a rating. Uh, it's a good way to kind of we share lists, movie lists for for each other and stuff, just to show that we're, what we're watching, what we watch on our own time, what we watch for this podcast. Uh, this will kind of make you know that uh, we watch a lot of movies. But uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles came out in 1987, so. I was not alive. I'm assuming Kai was not alive either. Uh, my brother, my older brother, was one years old at that time. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was also directed by John Hughes. And the two main characters are played by Steve Martin and John Candy. Steve Martin and John Candy, I think uh, anybody can point them out. John Candy, nowadays, sadly, he passed away, I think, um, um, somewhere in the 90s, I, I believe. Uh, yeah. But so there's a lot of people probably that don't recognize John Candy or don't even know John Candy films. But Steve Martin is still alive and kicking right now. So he's yeah, he's, he's on one of my favorite different. shows right now. Which one? Uh, only murders in this building. I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> that that one's like a, a, a tangent of that. That one is like a, a show you can watch. It's quick, 30 minute episodes, but it's like who it's a whodunit. Uh, mm-hmm. type of show where it's like it, it just kind of latches onto you and you kind of run with it but but let's let's talk about planes trains and automobiles uh, yeah. uh we both watched it yesterday we can mm. confirm that uh yes. yesterday friday uh, uh november 4th but um what what do you think about it what did you like about it i liked it i like so the thing about it was there's a movie called Due Date with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. And I love this one of my favorite movies. Like when it was in the theaters, I watched it like two or three times. And then every few months I'll watch it at home. So as I'm watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I'm like, oh, this is the the 80s version of that. So I was dying. I loved it. Huh. I never I don't think I've ever seen Due Date myself. But uh, it's probably something that uh, we should put it on our our list. At my my own home, because my girlfriend loves Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but uh, uh, I but think... I I I loved it too. It was it, it it was a fun. I felt like I laughed more often than not in mm-hmm. this movie from this movie than any of like the recent like funny movies, quote unquote, like the ones that were supposed to be funny. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't like a traditional? A buddy film where they have some arguments, they have some some laughs and stuff, but then end up at the same place together at the end. I I kind of want you and Patty to watch Due Date tonight, so we can talk about <laughs> both of these together. Because as I'm watching it, like the the ridiculousness. So basically, Due Date is Robert Downey Jr. is uh, Steve Martin, uh, Zach Galifianakis is John Candy, and just how everything plays out in Due Date almost matches what happens in planes, trains, and automobiles. Like the wife isn't like the wife is at home. They're trying to get back or the one character is trying to get back home to spend time with the family. And it's just 
insaneness after insaneness occurring. Huh. I I guess it kind of goes to the greater discussion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the greater discussion of that a lot of the movie industry right now is remaking things, but yeah. uh, kind of in the same light. But sometimes you get some gems where due date can be a very like or like a remake can be a very good. That's amazing. Uh, homage to the if if they're actually not even like saying that oh this is like a remake it's like um sort of like the the buddy films are like sort of the same story just in different lights or different people different um and all that stuff so it's like you can make two of the same films but they could be completely different and still kind of hit the same funny bones for most people yeah like it didn't feel like a remake it felt more like homage after watching planes trains and knowing since i've seen due date too many times to count it really felt more like a homage than a, a remake Okay, interesting. So maybe that is on the docket tonight. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole scene when they're in the car, uh, planes, trains, not due date. I'll get off that tangent. Uh, when they're in the car and John Candy throws a cigarette, and he thinks it goes outside and ends up in the backseat, and then whole car catches on fire is hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of points in that in that whole scene where like just John Candy kind of riffing like the the song while he's like driving by himself or like Steve Martin's character is sleeping. Everyone yeah. knows that if you've taken a long kind of like road trip. I, I do road trips back and forth from where I live back to California and stuff. And it it sometimes the person that's next to you is supposed to be your driving partner, but falls asleep. So yep. you kind of got yourself you got to get yourself all hyped up and everything and ready to go. <laughs> uh for that long drive and so i i typically sometimes i find myself either really invested in like the the podcast that i'm playing or something or or music and stuff just to kind of keep yourself awake and and motivated to keep driving so that that was a pretty funny and it's like a traditional john candy where he he's in this role but uh he was he was the funny guy yeah just the most ridiculous man in the world like the whole like the was it the first hotel where he uses he showers first and just throws stuff in the sink, throws stuff <laughs> all over the freaking bathroom. And Steve Martin's just like, dude, what? <laughs> and, one and, little towel left, and it's like, Come one on, little man. tiny towel, and then he blows up what a six pack of beer uh, while like having the bed shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, the, the, those scenes are are hilarious and it's like the, the, the whole concept and, and if no one knows the whole thing is that john john candy's character is uh a, a salesman a traditional sales salesman of the the 60s 70s and 80s where they go door to door business to business but he is in the realm of selling shower curtain rings uh and where steve martin's character is this this marketing person who who starts off uh the, the movie starts off in like a board meeting of the CEO staring at at uh at marketing kind of like uh what, what would you call it like examples yeah of, of their ne- next marketing ad examples thing. Yeah, yeah ad examples and so they're all sitting there it's a co- it's like a day or two before uh Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving everyone's trying to get to a flight or whatever uh at the one side note of that I was thinking sitting there I was like do you think that's like a real representation of like what our parents or anybody of that generation like actually experience of like a CEO like 
not caring as to whether or not like a, a holiday is like the next day because i feel like all those like there's all these stories of like like the santa claus movies comes to mind where tim allen is like this character that like has to fight with their like boss to like get the day off for christmas yeah. because that their boss is that traditional person that like who cares about christmas who cares about the family stuff like we got to make money and it's like you kind of you kind of wonder it's like how did that happen quite often back then <laughs> i think it did because like even like places i've worked before i've had that guilt of like oh can i take a day off like i know i have something important to do but is it cool if i take a day off so i, I can see that definitely being true back then that is true i, I think it's i think it's also to the and this is uh just anybody's understanding of the American workforce and stuff. Like a lot of times you're, you, you are oftentimes guilted into like, Oh, do you want to take a, take a day off? Or the, some people don't even take days off when they're sick. We all know that before yeah. this whole situation and stuff, but uh, it, it, it is funny just seeing that representation. And then do you wonder if these like see this top notch CEOs back at that time, or even nowadays sit around and watch movies and it's like, they're making we're making fun of CEOs because they're like <laughs> these these emotionless people and, and like don't care about holidays or their workforce and stuff. But it's like you wonder like I, I'm cool. I thought I'm cool. I thought I'm like I I give high five to my I'm to an my buddy or something. Kind of guy. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> but uh, but back to the story. It's like they 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 are days before um before Thanksgiving. And so Steve Martin's character is trying to get home from New York to Chicago. And it's yeah. funny because the the ticket that they showed in the beginning of the, the movie, it said he took off at six o'clock p.m. And then it mm-hmm. landed at six forty five p.m. Unless I read that. Incorrectly. Yeah, no. I know. That's right. Well, right. Well, because they might lose an hour, too. OK, OK. Because like, it might okay, be like East. Like whatever east time zone versus um, mountain time or whatever midwest like, yeah. yeah so they okay. may lose an hour i know it's a True. quick flight though yeah but it, okay so then they're trying to get and so like their whole there's this whole thing of like trying to get a cab after everyone's getting off of work trying to get to the airport that that's a bunch of nonsense and then they get to the airport and then there's a giant blizzard in uh in chicago as Every single movie that is based in Chicago. Yeah. It's like, so that's the a... part that got me about it. Because like, okay, you are in Chicago. You know how bad the weather gets, especially during the holidays. You know you should leave at least a couple of days before you expect to leave. Because right. someone's going to come and tear, tear up your whole holiday. That's true. Yeah, because you would think if like that person, like granted, like up here in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of people are just dealing with like, a bunch of rain and you just kind of deal with that and all yeah. that but yeah it's true it's like you kind of like why test your luck when you're trying to get home to see your family for for a possibly important holiday and you try to leave like within the hour of getting off of work and head to the airport that's true i never i never thought about that Poor time management <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah that, that's the that's the point of the story it's like there it's the the story is these two guys these two people they they get stuck with each other trying to get to the airport seeing that their plane is canceled and then trying to figure out how to get to chicago 
I, I want to ask you one question because my girlfriend and I were asking the same question throughout the whole movie is, do you think John Candy's character legitimately stole the, the taxi in the beginning of the, the, the movie from Steve Martin? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it was... I think the taxi driver just wanted to just wanted a passenger quick. So I don't think it was something he tried to do. I think it just happened. I think Steve Martin looked away long enough for John Candy to start shoving his stuff in the, the trunk of that uh, taxi. And then he was off. Yeah, that that's what I thought, too. Or I thought it was going to like become like this, like large kind of story arc that like down the road, you find out that like, oh, he actually did legitimately stole yeah. the taxi. And everything, like but it, it kind of never back and everything. Yeah, right. Or like that's like where the big argument or the big climax of the movie comes from, where it's like, oh, they like you actually did steal my, uh, my taxi, but nothing comes of it. No, nothing, nothing happens from it. So, yeah. um, but, but yeah, and then they get into like the whole the whole reason why the the movie's called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is that. They use pretty much every mode of transportation trying to get to Chicago. <laughs> Just pure chaos, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because uh, like once the... they were they were in the plane, I was like, "Oh, they got it. He's getting home." Yeah, and then they they they, they were diverted, and I don't fly enough to like be diverted to somewhere yeah. that like I typically when I fly. The ticket tells me where I'm going, and I get there. And <laughs> so, there's well, I know only it was on the East time. Coast during it, some, like blizzard time. So, right, I've never dealt know. with that. Yeah, I've never dealt with that. Like the the only time where I was like, I I didn't know if I was going to make my plane or like the the typical running through the airport and everything was I was flying to Mexico and I had to stop off in Texas, and then you find out that Texas, I figured it was Houston. I think Houston's airport is like gigantic. Yeah, and they were like, you have to get from here all the way to the other end, and so that's like that typical where you're like you're running through the airport trying to make your your next flight. But uh, that's the only excitement that I like driving around. Uh, uh, if I if if I have a favorite mode of transportation, it's driving. I have like a slight uneasiness with flying, and so uh, and so I typically I choose to drive if I can. No, I had a similar, not as, no, you're nowhere near as crazy as theirs, but I missed a flight and I was a kid. My mom and I were flying to Georgia. And <clears throat> so we flew from, I think, either San Jose or San Francisco to Phoenix. And we were in the in the airport, sitting right across from our gate, eating food and still missed our flight. Oh. We were like <laughs> sitting there, like waiting, like okay, hey, they're gonna call our group. Like we're right next to the gate, so we should hear it. We heard nothing. Finished, finished our food. Walk over, like, did you guys already board? Like, yeah, they already flew off. Like, wait, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, we were supposed to be on a flight. What are we gonna do? So they, they had to put us up in a hotel and all that. Uh, man, it's like, and then like you find out that like what the last time I flew, like they were like calling this person yeah for like an hour while that's what gets to, like, me right like they didn't do that for you <laughs> no i'm like what we're right across you could have just waved your hand and said hey it's time right yeah and we didn't see anything <laughs> they knew it. it was a it was a game that they were playing they just shrugged their shoulders <laughs> ah 
They yeah. don't want to be here. They they look like they're they're fine there. They're enjoying. They're the eating. Food. They're enjoying it. <laughs> They'll get the next one tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, in the movie, I also had the the same question of like the moment you saw John Candy's John Candy's character. It goes to that that first motel scene where they they show up at a motel. It's John Candy. John Candy's bloody, or like he sold this motel guy um the rings to their shower curtain so he, he needed he needed like a a good kind of like payback for that or something or like a a, a bump for that but yeah so so they they agree to stay at the motel they had the idea of like saying in two separate rooms but so somehow the motel only had one room and it was one bed and so i, I don't know anybody uh we're we were typical college people and also like uh we're we're not too shy of sharing a bed together because yeah. it's like hey if you gotta sleep just go to sleep but but, but. Uh, but this one but one I, what i'm asking to or what i'm trying to get to is that when john candy's sitting there and he pulls out that framed photo of his of his of of some woman mm-hmm. um did you automatically assume that the the story would turn out and this is where it kind of gets into where it's like you later learn that John Candy's wife or past wife has already passed away and stuff for a few years. So he's, what do you think he's doing? Like two questions. Did you already assume that she was probably gone and that he was going to have like this sad story? No. Yeah. No, I kind of assumed that he was trying to give back. He didn't mention kids or anything, but I still assumed he was trying to give back to his wife. I, I don't know why I, I don't know why I immediately assumed that she was she was dead I was like sitting there I was oh, like damn. she's probably dead uh, <laughs> goodness and <laughs> but but, uh, but but I'm like yeah it uh I, I was pretty certain but it, yeah it's like it can be a 50 50 where like he's just trying to get home to to his wife as Steve Martin's character is too he's trying to get home to his wife his children and stuff and a typical Thanksgiving get together that probably most of us are going to be dealing with not dealing with but somewhat dealing with trying to get home for or get back home to the family kind of like epicenter of where Mm -hmm. where you all kind of came from but uh uh, but another question is that when you find out that his wife is dead and gone where is he going like where where was he going in the first place i was wondering that honestly because I wasn't, I, I expected him. I knew Steve Martin was going to go back to find him because they had the whole 80s montage of like, look at all these wonderful times we had, even mm-hmm. though we know so much BS happened <laughs> and it was hectic for them to even get to the train station. Um, But I knew he was going to go back. I figured uh, John Candy was still going to be on the platform, actually, not in the uh, subway station. Mm. But... I don't know. I I guess he was just going to spend his Thanksgiving in the subway station because he never talked about home. He just kind of showed the photo of his wife and then you find out his wife passed. So I don't know. He never talked about family. If you make it think if you make it. If that's the idea, then you probably assume that John Candy's character is homeless or houseless and stuff to a certain extent. yeah. Yeah, right. But maybe that's why he has like that giant trunk of stuff and that never 
it falls off the car, like rolls down the road and everything and never breaks open. (laughs) Like during the time when things were made correctly. So, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. I was like, this guy's going nowhere where is he going like yeah. granted he's a traveling just traveling person. just like i'm along yeah. for the ride the whole time yeah and the, there there were those people and i'm assuming there's there's probably still those people I, I had a a family friend that um she was like a, a an appliance um sales rep and she would fly everywhere across the globe and i'm like whoa like you're selling appliances and you're traveling all this much and like you would think like nowadays like People are just like set up in like a brick and mortar store, like in their local neighborhood or kind of city. But no, I think I, I don't know if I misunderstood like what their grand scale of like their employment was like were they international <laughs> or like a, war, a global salesperson. But uh, but yeah, maybe maybe he's a salesman that needs to get to his next sales spot. And that's what yeah. he's really traveling to. Um he might just have a bunch of shower curtain uh, rings in that bin or in that, uh, that trunk. <laughs> True, right? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the, the, one of the scenes that I thought was hilarious was him selling the rings to different people as yeah. earrings and like giving them, giving it a crazy backstory. Yeah. Like, uh, which is. Siamese or. <laughs> yeah. What was it? One of them was uh, this is signed Daryl Strawberry. Something. Yes, that's the one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, which is like the typical like you just gotta if you gotta sell something you be truthful as much as to your extent, but yeah. you can elaborate on that truth. And there too. was no signature on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. The like, got me. I'm like, you can who look. Who buys at a shower no curtain with this, or like even even anything like who buys an earring with a signature on it too? Yeah, who's gonna <laughs> ever see it except for you? Yeah, right. That's not a way to start a conversation. You know, Daryl Strawberry signed these. Like, yeah, what? look at look at my earring. <laughs> Get real close to my face. <laughs> Did someone draw a line on that? No, it's Daryl Strawberry's signature. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Man, what? We're talking so much about the movie. Granted, the 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 movie ends up turning into where it's like it was they, a happy ending. It's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. They they re. One last question be before we kind of move on to like mm-hmm. possibly what we didn't like. One last question is there's a point where they kind of separate and Steve Martin kind of allude or tells John Candy's character that like, I think it's better that we separate and yeah. travel alone because they can do better by themselves to Steve Martin's understanding. But I was, I was telling my girlfriend next, next to me, I was like, Literally, Steve Martin would not be where he was at that moment without John Candy. Oh, so, yeah. like, he would not go anywhere. And granted, it did turn into that where, like, Steve Martin couldn't get anywhere without the help of John Candy. Mm-hmm. But as, like, it's kind of, like, crazy to assume assume they, like, oh, yeah, like, I can do to- so much better. Where, like, everything before that was done by John Candy. John Candy had a person that he sold these these rings to and or he knew a buddy he knew a a friend of a friend and stuff you always need that person in your life that like knows everyone around the city because it's like if you need help that person knows anybody that can give you that help yeah but yeah one (laughs) i kept anytime music would start playing because a lot of the movie was just uh the dialogue Mm-hmm. So anytime music would play, would play, I would laugh because it felt so eighties. 
they just triggered me to think about Beverly Hills Cop. I'm like, this freaking sounds like a Beverly Hills Cop song. <laughs> yeah, when he's like coming out of the, uh, when he's like yelling at that like the car rental person. Yeah, he comes out of the airport. It's all like a bunch of scratching of records and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it seems so odd. It seemed like an odd placement of like music. Yeah, that <laughs> but that's or... how Beverly Hills Cop felt. Like they're having a whole car chase, and there's just music blasting. It's like, well, no. You should be firing guns. <laughs> right. Not having some jolly 80s song play right now. I wonder if they have it where like like they're all sitting there in the editing room and Johnny from whoever worked on uh on Beverly Hills Cop, like that needs a little bit of music right there. We got some <laughs> in the back. We we we'll give you some. <laughs> <laughs> we need a musical number right yeah. in here. <laughs> but I guess that coincides with what possibly what didn't she like about this movie? I didn't like the fact that they were only a few states over, like Chicago and New York aren't that far from each other, but it took them so long to get to Chicago. Yeah, it, don't, it did seem kind of, I don't know, back then maybe, but it did seem kind of unrealistic because it took them like yeah. three days, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think it's a two hour drive, maybe three hour drive. And it took you that long. Uh, yeah. Like three and, days. Like, come on. Yeah. The plane gets rerouted, uh, a train blows up or something or like the yeah. entire steam engine decides to stop working uh but it, it it is interesting where it's like that that is a kind of like a that is a downside i don't know explode a car like come and, on. <laughs> right and they still somehow drive it they ran yeah. that that broken car into a motel lobby oh, and then drive away. <laughs> like, and then drive away like nothing just happened <laughs> yeah and then and then get pulled over by a cop because none of their stuff works and and then mm-hmm. get pulled over by a cop it gets it, it it gets towed to the local police station and then somehow john candy has a has a buddy that has a big rig that takes him all the way to chicago <laughs> like the, the series of events of like in that moment that could have no, been that? like several hours yeah, exactly is that when they were in the back of that truck where yeah the, where the, uh, the no the f- it was at the end it was like how they got to chicago or like oh, they pulled over by right. the cop because they were in the back of that truck before that yeah 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 that was how the they gloves, got to the, the train Steve station tried to grab the, yeah yeah there we go <clears throat> yeah that's how they got to the train station but towards the end it's like somehow john candy gets like a big rig driver or truck driver to like give them a a a ride to but then he was just going to be like their cars impounded and all that stuff you would think there's some stuff that you need to do at the police station like they would just let you go (laughs) you can't just cross state lines like what i don't know but so yeah pay for stuff like yeah like that was like really you lost steve martin lost 700 bucks john candy lost two you say two forty six? Yeah, and like fifteen like, if it's cents. It's a dollar over. I stole your money. <laughs> and it was funny because it's funny seeing the times that we live in. Because literally, our our phone is our wallet. Sometimes our phone yeah. is our money. And and back then, it was like it was like when everyone carried cash with them, they carried mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars. Sometimes because you never know what's going to happen. So dangerous. <laughs> it reminds me of i tell everyone when when my grandfather was still alive uh and before he kind of like was going down the route of forgetting a lot of things he would carry 50s and hundreds in his front pocket 
And there was one, there was one time we, uh, we went to uh, a local market to go buy some, my, my grandfather wanted specific milk from this woman at this market. And so, and then we drive, it's me, my dad and my grandfather. My dad was like, all right, like, I'm not paying for the milk. You give me some money. And my, my, my grandpa hands him over uh, a 50 <laughs> and, and he's like, you only want like two gallons of milk. Like this lady's not going to have change for $50. <laughs> he's like, that's all I got. <laughs> but that's like that joke everyone makes. Like once you make a certain amount of money, you don't know how much regular things cost. It's like, oh, what milk is like a gallon of milk is 10, 10, $10, $30. Right. Right. We're, we're all hoping to win the lotto tonight with the Powerball. So it's like, <laughs> when I'm a billionaire, I'm going to forget how, how much everything costs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think I, I don't know. I couldn't really find anything that's like wrong with it. No, right? no. like there, it's it's a movie. You kind of know what you're like getting into when you walk, mm-hmm. when you like start the movie. It's going to be slapstick comedy. It's going to be just two buddies just driving down the road and stuff and it's a it it's something that's easy to watch it's easy i was uh i was just sitting around we watched it early we we had our dinner during it and stuff and it, it you can follow along and not be worried that you're gonna miss something if you blink <laughs> your eyes nowadays a lot of movies are like that where it's like you if you miss something you're like oh <clears throat> you're 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 screwed you you, you need to rewatch the movie again yeah I don't know, but no, but this one was like it was a easy to watch, feel good movie. There was nothing, yeah, there was nothing you couldn't you could dislike about it. Yeah, it, it kind of it did not motivate me to do anything afterwards. I played video games afterwards, but yeah. I went <laughs> but to the movie theater afterwards. He, he went to the movie theaters. He watched another movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm addicted. <laughs> but it goes to show you that we're not lying in terms of like we probably don't watch enough movies as like most like really big movie buffs but we watch a decent amount that it's like we we want to keep track of it in apps and stuff and talk about it and stuff and that's the reason why it kind of led us down this route of at least just recording ourselves for 30 minutes and stuff and hoping someone listens yeah Uh, so but that's sort of the, the name of the game for us right now um but typically our last question is uh especially with these movies our last question is uh, i'm gonna ask kai right now um would you add trains planes trains and automobiles uh to your movie collection i would i would yeah i same here I, i i i will i'm thinking yeah i'm definitely gonna buy a copy of it just to like kind of have on the shelf and everything because Especially during these times, it, it we watched it because it's a November story. It's it's about going home for Thanksgiving and stuff. It's November fifth right now, and that's that's the reason why we watched it. But it's like it's probably one of those perpetual movies that you can watch every November, or just something yeah. just to watch it. Like you just want to put it on in the background while you're like cooking some dinner and stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's one like you said before. Like it's one you don't have to pay attention to every single second of it. Yeah, you can, true. Like, walk out the room and come back and still like catch jokes as they happen. True, true. But all right, uh, I think that's it for us today. Um, we will have a new podcast for next week. We're gonna think about a new movie to watch. 
I think think we're doing that Willie Mays documentary. Yeah, I think next week's uh, we have a a sports fanatic or what you can kind of say as a a person that enjoys sports probably way too much than his wife wants to (laughs) have him enjoy. But (laughs) uh, but we're we're also we're going to watch the new Willie Mays uh, documentary. It's I think it's Say Hey Willie Mays. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on HBO Max. We're going to watch it and we're going to break it down and kind of discuss it with our buddy Nick, who um, who enjoys everything Giants baseball, everything sports, everything. Uh, he is a, a person that loves the numbers of baseball, trading cards when we were younger, probably still now today. Um, so it's everything baseball next week. And it's going to be a special episode of, was it Sunday morning hangover? Yeah. We might have some pints with us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Uh, should we take them out? Yeah. Okay. So right. thank you for joining us for another episode of Saturday Night Popcorn. I'm Jason. And I'm Kai. And we'll be back next week for another one. Thank you.